Hello and welcome back to the Sister, Sister Talk, Talk podcast. podcast. You love saying that. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, welcome everybody. And to the Sister Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you're new here... To the Sister Talk Podcast. Oh <laughs> if you are new here... Then welcome to the Sister Talk Podcast yes. to you. Welcome to the Sister Talk Podcast. <laughs> wow. Um, I wanted to just say that if you're new here, this is episode four of a series that we're doing uh, called Dating, Dating Marriage, Marriage and, and Sex. Sex. That's right. Good job, Felix. <laughs> All right. You're loving it. Hey, you're loving being on this. I'm having fun. Okay, you are having I'm having fun. fun. I'm and it's a fun to topic fun. today. We're talking about sex, so yes, it's fun. And we might as well, yeah. We might as well laugh a little bit. We might as well. You know, sex is something that I think we're either too serious about, or not serious enough, or mm-hmm. clueless, or like it's such or a ashamed, ashamed, or afraid, afraid. Um, yeah, it's a big topic for big people. Yeah. For big people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a big topic for a lot of people. It is. And uh, I think um, the I think that sex in marriage is actually such a treasure that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the magnitude of its perversion in the world suggests... Mm. Its value. Its value, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the devil wouldn't try to pervert something that had no power. That is true. That or is any true. value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they always say, they, whoever they are, they always say, uh, you know, counter, money counterfeiters. Mm-hmm. They don't counterfeit $1 bills, you know, meaning they don't uh, make a fake version of something that is not valuable. Yeah. So seeing how, how absolutely degraded uh, sexuality has become mm-hmm. in the world. Um, yeah. Empowered by the de- by the devil, yeah, um, denotes denotes is that the word word mm, I don't know mm-hmm. uh, points to the value of sex on the good side, yeah. And we must remember here, just as a quick reminder, uh, God is the originator of sex, yeah. not the devil, yeah. And uh, therefore, uh, if the perversion is so great, how great? Must mm-hmm. the How real much thing, greater must the real thing how be? How great must the real thing be? Yeah. Woo. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. So if you want to discover the real thing with us, come and tag along. Come and join our bedroom. No, I'm, okay. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, join our living room. That's it. For a discussion. For a discussion. Yes. Nothing more. <laughs> Get married. Get married <laughs> oh and goodness. find out for yourself. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Okay. Okay. Let's, okay, let's, okay. let's focus. We forget about... All of that. Um, so I was thinking, Felix, <laughs> should we go through like a list of what sex is not and what it is and kind of just camp on different points? I think we should do that. Do it a little we bit like that. that. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's a good point to first define a little bit what sex is not. Yeah. Because uh, and then afterward, we're going to just we're just going to dive into what, what, what yeah. our current picture, at least of sex is. Yeah. The things that we have found out. That's right. Cool. Cool. First thing on the list, we have a glorious list right here. We we made notes, okay? So, and the first thing on the list is sex is not... A duty. Wow. Wow. Revolutionary. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Sex in marriage. It's not a duty. You know, I think Paul does use the word duty in one of his um, mm-hmm. spiels like on sex. The, the marital duty in, yeah. in Corinthians. Don't How? withhold yeah. your marital duty from... Yeah. Each other. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. the word duty, like, suggests a emotionless, uh, loveless... Uh, just, a, just a mechanical chore. thing. Chore, yeah. Yeah, like a mechanical chore. Like a chore. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. I want to start by, or we want to start by saying that sex is not a chore. Yeah. Well, what we're basically saying is, or what we're trying to debunk here, mm. is that uh, a vast majority of the body of Christ has misused this yeah. um, this this teaching of submission. You know, mm. women submit submit to your husband. Yeah, your body is uh, not your own. Your body is not your own, so women submit to your husband, uh, and that is actually true. You know, it is in the Partially. Bible, and there's yeah. a there's a but reason. There's a second side a, to it. Let me please, my darling. Okay. <laughs> You're very passionate, I can see. 
there's obviously um, a healthy side and a healthy interpretation and also like a context mm. in which Paul is saying these things. Mm. Um, uh, uh, but at the same time, in the same sentence, in the very same sentence, Paul is saying, husbands, your bodies are also not your own mm. and uh, your wives have authority over your bodies, you know, mm -hmm. and you submit to your wives. And then in Ephesians, for example, Paul is saying, you husbands love your women, love your wives mm. like Christ loved the church. And how was that? How did he do that? He died for the church. Laid his life down. So, so uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, and this, is, this, this has caused a lot of pain probably in a lot of marriages, mm. um, uh, Christian men have misused this whole, this, this thing to mm. make their women uh, submit, you know? And, yeah. You owe me your marital duty, yeah. which means oh. let me have sex with you right now because I want it and I'm... And a, God said it. And God said it. <laughs> Playing the yeah. God card to manipulate. Yeah, so that does not have how much... How, how much, much love is in that? Yeah, how much love is in that? How much love is in that? How much selflessness is in that? Yeah, exactly. It Why is it that people think you can be selfless in every area except when it comes to the bedroom? Yeah, that's a good question. Not, I'm not saying that everyone thinks that, but there so, are those who... Yeah, with, without going too deep now into that, but mm -hmm. we just wanted to... Uh, we don't want to go like... Uh, we have a lot to cover. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to go too deep into that. So, uh, but just as the general, mm. uh, you know, understanding of it, we don't believe that sex is a duty. It's not supposed to be something that you are supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, therefore, go do it now, you know. Yeah. Maybe a chore is a better word. Yeah, it's not a chore. It's, it's not, not like it's not something yeah. that just has to be done yeah. and it's a it's a mechanical practical thing yeah. that is kind of where we're getting it. Yeah. That's right. Um then another point was that sex is not, not a tool to mm. resolve marital conflicts. Yeah, or tension. Or tension. Yes. Yeah. It, Can I share something here? Yes, please share yeah. something. Yeah. So yeah. Felix and I when we were engaged, we were part of a um marriage weekend type course, thing course. Yes, course and there was a lot of talk about um sex sex being like the the glue the glue or the the thing to to do when you've disconnected from each other mm -hmm. and like to give the the teachers some uh credit credit or contextual understanding I would say like their their target audience is usually people who have been married for a long time and have lost the spark and are just simply not even having sex anymore. Yeah, totally. So it, like just to, to I'm not I think what they were teaching was helpful, but Felix and I we took that point and discussed it between us and we thought sex cannot just be a tool like that. We can't mm. use sex. So they, they basically presented sex to be a tool for connection. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're disconnected, just go have sex so that you're connected again. <laughs> exactly. That's ba that was basically the point, yeah. right? Yeah. How well has that gone right. for us? Have you ever done that? I think I might have at what? one point. No, I, we have. There's been a time where maybe, like, so I feel like for those listening, I had some lies to unlearn, especially in the first few months of mm -hmm. marriage, mm -hmm. um, where I actually did still, even though I knew in my head it's not a duty and all these things, somewhere in my belief systems it was still there and I think it was mm -hmm. just things I'd picked up from the world without realizing. Mm -hmm. But um, I can remember thinking, oh, we're disconnected, we should have sex and then everything will be better. And I can, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the few times that I've actually gone in with that motive, you have felt that I'm not present. Like you can mm -hmm. feel it when I'm not really there. Yeah. Yeah. And there was maybe, there was maybe like a, a like a mix of different emotions or whatever mm. that I could feel there. Yeah. But I think the point that we wanted to make here when, when it comes to sex is not a tool mm. to uh, resolve marital conflict or to uh, fix mm. uh, tension and disconnection. What we mean by that is uh, we believe that sex is actually should be actually more a fruit mm -hmm. of your connection yeah instead of a exactly a, a, do you say plaster like a like a band-aid yeah like a band-aid yeah. instead of a band-aid on a wound yeah. you know so um because obviously obviously yeah. sex enhances your connection for sure for sure for sure for sure you but know that I, is true yeah yeah i'm what? just thinking i'm just saying but if you go in 
with the motive to connect, but you haven't actually connected or resolved your tension, yeah, you, it won't work. It actually won't lead to connection. It will probably lead to like an awkward, fake connection. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, that is an interesting question, actually. Maybe there's a little bit of an open end here. Hmm. But, but uh, I think the probability that you resolve the actual problem... Hmm. Uh, is not as high mm. when you do when you just have sex to resolve the problem mm-hmm. versus you actually talk about the problem and yeah. then resolve it. Yeah, you know, instead of just glossing over. Exactly. Like what we're basically saying is, we don't just want to gloss over our wound or mm-hmm. hurt with sex and forget about the whole deal. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We want to connect, yeah. like resolve our conflict and then be connected yeah. and then out of that connection you will actually probably have sex mm-hmm. you know and and probably having sex after a conflict that is a great idea yeah but sex should not be the means to resolve the conflict yeah sex is um yeah yeah we talk about that later what sex is <laughs> but yeah. sex is not meant to be a band-aid and like just a mere tool um that takes the place and substitutes good communication skills yeah it's not a substitution for good communication skills that's a great point maybe if you're taking notes write that one down sex is not a substitute for healthy and good communication i think it is a far undervaluing of what sex actually is because sex has so much more potential when it's when it's used in a time where there's not that tension or conflict you're not trying to resolve something but you're you're building something and we'll talk more about that later Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. Cool, let's skip to the next point. Okay, here's uh, the next point. Sex is not a man's thing. Exactly. Meaning... And obviously we're making a point when we say this. Yeah, because I know that many women struggle with this thought. And Mm -hmm. I myself was one of them. Yes. Where I looked at the situation and I couldn't understand how sex was quote-unquote fair. Because I thought it Mm -hmm. looked like it's a man's thing. And unfortunately that was the result of me picking up the world and the worldly um, mindsets and just listening to conversations at school or even at church, honestly. Just the way sex was presented. The way sex was presented or even purity messages were presented, mm-hmm. communicated to me that sex is a man's thing. Mm-hmm. So I was unfortunately, like, mm-hmm. my understanding was yeah. sadly um, distorted. Yeah. May I interject something? Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I personally just find utterly tragic mm-hmm. is that uh that christians take this thing that that paul said mm-hmm. uh, it's better to marry than to burn with passion mm-hmm. you know and take this to the level of i'm just a man i'm just driven by my penis <laughs> you know and yeah. uh, i better get a wife you know and then and then these preachers on like man's night make these jokes of like all you men, you better get married, you know? <laughs> and then all yeah. the men are like, oh, yeah, I better get married to have sex, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just, I think it's just really tragic to do, to degrade sex to mm-hmm. like, to like a thing that is so uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, I, I actually need a woman to kind of get my, my, my sexuality in order. Yes. Uh, and then, and then that is like such a heavy weight. Like, what is that message communicated to women? Yeah. Like, what does it communicate to yeah. a woman? Yeah. Like, it communicates exactly the thing that created that kind of a fear in yeah. you. That distorted picture of yeah. sex is just a man's thing. Mm-hmm. And I am here to satisfy his sex drive that he can't even control himself. Yeah. And he is a victim. And so, therefore, like, it's like this. The man is the victim of the sex drive, and now the woman is the victim of the man. Yeah. It's just a victim cycle. Yeah, it's just a victim cycle. The church has bought into a victim cycle. Uh, Exactly. Wow. It doesn't really have to do with uh, a victorious... It doesn't... Uh -uh. It does not... Okay, let me ask you this question, listeners. Does that sound victorious? No. Does that sound powerful? No. Does it sound like Jesus? Does it sound like love? No, it does not sound like Jesus. And let's just remember... Jesus is our point of orientation. Mm. And even though Jesus wasn't married, Jesus was embodying love. Mm. Jesus was displaying love. And within marriage, the foundation of it is love. Yeah. Se- the foundation of sex and sexuality is love. Yeah. So we want to pin everything back to Jesus. And what we can't see in his life 
we should not deviate from that in our own lives. So Jesus, even though he was a man, he Mm. did not have a problem with his sexuality and needed a woman Mm -hmm. to kind of deal with it. Mm. You know, that's just, that's just ridiculous if you think about that. However, a lot of men, I'm getting a little bit stirred up here. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of men are just are just using that as such a weak, and absolutely not demasculinizing. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. Demasculinizing um, uh, excuse, man. Yeah. To just ah to to not be powerful and to not take ownership. It's true. Which is actually very masculine to be powerful and take ownership and yeah. and lead yourself, you yeah. know, and have discipline and all mm. of these kinds of things. Anyway, we're going to talk no, about that so in a moment. No, it's so good. And when, when God made Eve for Adam, when God said it's not good for a man to be alone, he didn't say that because Adam had a sex drive or that Adam had a... Adam had a need that was unfulfilled and he yeah. needed a woman to fulfill yeah. it. Because like Adam was was had unbroken communion with God. Like mm-hmm. he walked in the cool of the day with God and God had made everything that Adam needed. Yeah, he so, was in his image. It wasn't that Adam was lacking or needy, but for Adam to be fully in the image of God, Adam needed someone to love. That is actually right. So yeah. Eve was not made to meet Adam's need. Eve was made to, so receive, that, his to love. receive his love. Exactly. So that Adam could step into the fullness of the image of God. That is right. That is right. And we talk about Adam and Eve right here mm. because uh, we talk about Adam and Eve in the episode um, where sin was not in the world yet. Yeah. Yeah, of and, course, before uh, the fall. Yeah, even though in the, the new covenant is a better covenant than anything ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Jesus, we have more than we had in the garden or mm. we are kind of restored back to this intimate union with God. But uh, with Adam and Eve in the garden, we can see God's original intent yeah. for what marriage was supposed to be mm. and for what, uh, for what love was supposed to look like. Yeah, it was not need-driven. It was not need-driven. It was not lack-driven. Like, that's probably a better word than need. Yeah. Because there are healthy needs, but it, it was not lack-driven. Exactly. That's good. Needs is like a health... It's not a healthy word. Needs is like a neutral word. Yeah. Needs is a neutral word. Um, often needs has like... We have like a negative... It has a little bit of a negative yeah. connotation to it. Yeah. But let's just look at needs in a... Neg- in a <laughs> Neutral. neutral sense, yeah. neutral sense. Yeah. But like lack, this lack mentality of like, oh, I, I, I need something in a negative mm. way, you know. Sensually. Yeah, sensually driven, sensually emotionally driven. driven. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. great. Great. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Obviously, this is a, again. This is such. This is such depth. <laughs> We're <laughs> literally just going through a list. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but feel to- free to do your own study. Yeah. And then write us what you come up with and what you find out. That's yeah. great. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation. All right. Sex is not just physical. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting because I thought it was P and V. What is P and V? <laughs> That's just what people say on social media. What Penis is... and vagina. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have man. you not seen that? People no. people writing, what? sex is not just P and V. I've seen that a few places. P and V. V, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. It's just like the social media typing short. Anyway. Yeah, let's just not do that. Let's, no. Okay. So So it's not just physical. In the Hebrew mindset or Mm. in like in the non-Greek mindset. Yeah. um, Body, soul and spirit Mm. is not a separated thing. They are not separated things, but everything is connected. Mm -hmm. So what you do with your body influences your soul. Mm-hmm. What do you do with your soul influences your body. Yeah. Um, where you set your mind on, you know, these mental games, you know, you think you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And then you can actually do it. Yeah. And it works. That works because yeah. there's power in mental. There's like probably some sort of quantum energy released. I don't know exactly what. Who knows what is it? But I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I had <laughs> another point. <laughs> you have a point? Yes. Okay, I was please, just saying what you're saying is true, but you didn't talk about the spirit and how we're actually created and designed to be led by the That's spirit. Exactly. I left the spirit for you now. Oh, thank you. Yes. yes. So like, yeah, the body affects the soul, the soul affects the body, but the spirit has the power to affect everything if you exactly. put that first. Oh, that's, I never saw that. Really? That's really good. Yeah. Like the body cannot affect the spirit. No, because the spirit is born again. The soul cannot affect the spirit, can it? No, I, well, when you're born again and 
your spirit is alive with the yeah. spirit of God. Mm. Well, Jesus, Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And transformation and sanctification mm. is like you feed the spirit and the yeah. spirit overflows into your soul, yeah. your mind, will, and emotions, mm-hmm. and into your body. Yeah. Like you, you uh, have access to healing. Yeah. You have access to divine health. Yeah. Not just healing, but staying healthy. There's actually, yeah. just quick side note, yeah, this yeah. is really good. There's a difference between healing and health. There's a difference between divine healing and divine health. Mm. Divine healing is like you have something broken and uh, and you get healed, you know. Mm. But divine health is nothing breaks. <laughs> because you're walking because in. Because you walk in divine health. Nothing that's amazing. breaks. That's, nothing breaks. That's a level of faith I'm still learning. That's cool. Yeah, we all get to grow into that. But I'm just, yeah. just shouting this out, girls. This is available, okay? Yeah. Divine health. That is what we're supposed to live in. Mm. Yeah, we're not supposed divine to health. get sick. Yeah, that's so good. We're not supposed to get sick. Yeah. We're born again believers. Hello. Come on. Come on. That's really good. Good yeah. rabbit trail. But we go back to sex now. <laughs> but yeah, but um, you know, sex, take it to the same thing. Like so many of us are living body-led or soul-led and we're trapped in this like sinful, lustful cycle. Sensual. Sensual, basically. That's, that's what you want to say. Your senses come from, your sensual uh, urges come from your soul and your body. But the, if you're led by the spirit, you're led by sensitivity. Mm. And the Bible, I think it's in Ephesians. I actually now cannot remember. That's good. But it says how people fell from sensitivity into sens- sensuality. Mm-hmm. When they, and they were corrupted by lust in the world. I can't know. James? I think it's a few. I don't know. I was reading it a few, last was week. Was it Romans? I don't remember <laughs> now. You should know this. I should know this because I preached on this last week, but I can't remember it now. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's okay. in the Bible. Go okay. do some research. <laughs> that's like the thing we that's, say. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's, okay, next time okay. we put that on the notes as well. Yeah. But this is also, we didn't plan to talk yeah. about this, right? Anyway, so it's not just physical. Um, so it has actually an effect because everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Sex affects not just the body. It affects the soul mm-hmm. and it affects the spirit. Or it is it comes out of the spirit, or it, it's like it is not separated from the spirit. It's mm. not separated from yeah. the spiritual realm. It's not. Yeah, that's a better there's, way. There to is say it. there is a spiritual reality to sex. Yeah, it's not just nothing. You know, um, this is again like a two 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 points that I want to make. Both mm. are really negative, but just to illustrate it, mm. um, when we think about um, somebody being raped mm-hmm. and somebody being beaten up mm-hmm. it's both a physical thing mm. but rape seems to be much worse mm. than being beaten up yeah because it's not just a physical thing mm. there's it's something deep. there's something deeper mm-hmm. there's something there's it's connected with the soul it does it's, something to yeah. you so so to all of you that think sex is just a physical thing and, and you're kind of lighthearted with it. Maybe you're not even a believer yet uh, and you're just like, oh yeah, sex, whatever, you know, I have sex every weekend with another guy, you know, mm. or whatever. It's something happens to you because sex is not just physical. Yeah. Otherwise, beating somebody up, uh, raping somebody would mm. just be as beating somebody up. Yeah. And beating somebody up is obviously bad. Mm. Anyway, the second point that I wanted to make is that um, that Satanists, mm. they use something so-called sex energy mm. yeah. to do their rituals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I actually don't know how I found out about it, but, but they, they use, um, they, they call it like sex energy. Yeah. Uh, because, because they have, uh, like they, I don't know, like these, these, these these people that use things on the twisted side, you know, mm-hmm. or in new age and, and like uh, and spiritual spirituality stuff, you know, yeah. not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to have noted or noticed from ancient times. That's actually, why every ancient, ancient times, every ancient pagan cult had a sex cult. Was exactly. a, was a sex cult. Yeah, every ancient uh, pagan cult. You can research this. They had prostitutes. They, they had temple prostitution. Yeah. So they they had temple prostitution, and uh, and, and like and large phallic symbols symbolizing the penis. Yeah, that's actually true. Like you that's know these they, you know these yeah. obelisks, these Egyptian obelisks, mm-hmm. um, that uh, that stand everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they actually represent 
a penis. So, so precisely were... the penis of Osiris. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in this kind of stuff, just do some research. Do some research. It's whack. But it's like it's pretty crazy if you think about it. People actually so... believe. People are actually investing time and energy into this cult and building these obelisks and yeah it's like, pretty crazy so so a lot of a lot of perversion perverted stuff there that just proves the point sex is not just physical there is a spiritual release there yeah. is a spiritual something something, something powerful. happens it's it's powerful it's powerful it bonds your your soul yeah you know actually i have one more thing about the saintness yes, yes. um i went on a rabbit trail once about celebrities who have sold their soul to the devil which is a lot, apparently. Um, but this one in particular, I won't say who, but she um, she sold her soul to the devil and she was, um, like, her conversation with her friends was somehow recorded where she she expressed what she had to do to sell her soul to the devil. And one of those things was being tied down and then having sex or something like that. Mm. Like, it was a sex ritual. Mm. Um, and I'm just, I was just like, this is, for me, it was the final straw of, like, okay, we need to find out what God's design for sex truly is and mm. run with it. Yes. Because the devil is perverting it on levels that most Christians don't even know about. Yeah. And and I think not only that, but we don't need to know what the devil is doing, honestly, guys. No. But we do need to know what what is God doing? What was God thinking when he made man and woman? Why is sex so important? Why is marriage so mm. important? Yes. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Well, you, ahead. you take it. Yeah, why it is it so important? <laughs> And, and why is the devil so hard after it? Yeah. You know, why is he, why does he want to so desperately distort yeah. that so much, yeah. you know? So all of these things, all of these perversions, they should actually make us like, I don't know, light a light, a light bulb in, mm. in our minds. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, something is up here, you know? Yeah. There must be something very powerful mm -hmm. that the devil does not want for us to understand and yeah. to see. Yeah. So what is that? What yeah. is that? And I want to say, uh, this is another rabbit trail, but cool. sex is worship to God. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about oh, sex. In Shuligong. Okay. I keep saying in Shuligong. People, in Shuligong is, I'm sorry, in German, if you're listening. That's exactly right. Yeah. And Maria didn't even need to apologize. Anyway, so okay. now let's move on from sex is not just physical mm -hmm. um, to sex is not... Dirty. Wow. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> sex, sex is not is dirty. Not and dirty. hopefully by now you're picking up why. Because the idea, if we have any idea in our mind that is dirty in some way, it's probably because we or you have, well, let's say we, we have been uh, too conditioned by the world's message of sex, which is driven by Satan, essentially. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, just, just to quickly zoom out a yeah. little bit. Everything that is not Jesus is, is not Jesus. And what is left? What is left? Dark. It's dark. Everything yeah. that is not light is dark. Everything that is not Jesus is dark. Yeah. So everything that does not come under the lordship of Jesus and is submitted mm -hmm. to the truth of Jesus yeah. is inevitably enslaved to darkness. Exactly. So that's why sex is not dirty, guys. Exactly. When because we say, when we say, mm. sorry, baby, I'm no. just interjecting here. Go for it. Uh, uh, when we say sex is not dirty, what we mean by that is sex is not shameful. Yeah. It is not something that is that is shameful, um, that is degradable, mm. you know, or, or degrading, you yeah. know. It is nothing, it's not humiliating. Yeah. It's, uh, it has nothing to do with all these negative things. Yeah. And your bodies are not dirty. I just, I think someone needs to hear that. Your body yeah. is beautiful and holy. Yeah, that's great. And that's great. the sexual design of your body Ooh. is holy. Mm. It's not dirty. Yeah. Whether yeah, you're female dirty. or male listening, like whether you're a daughter or a son, your body is beautiful yeah. and your sexual design is holy. Yeah, yeah. When God made you, he said, it is good. Yeah, that's right. God mm. made it. God made it. God gave you, your sexual organs, and um, people, unfortunately, because we grow up in a, in a broken world, experience um, traumatic and negative things. Or confusing yeah. things. Confusing Look, things. Look, the devil is working overtime to confuse and pervert 
humanity mm-hmm. in the area of sexuality. Yeah, yeah. But this is another another topic. It can, it's, a, we it's, can... another, it's another topic, but we just wanted to really reaffirm like your body is not dirty. Yeah. Your body is not shameful. Yeah. And when you guys come together, husbands and wives, you can come together without shame, just like Adam and Eve, naked and unashamed. There's nothing shameful about you two coming together. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. great. That's great. All right. Again, we're just on the surface here. Oh, wow. We're in... <laughs> and we're already 30 minutes in. <laughs> and we're only on the what it is, what it is not. Okay, maybe we have to do a part two. We'll see. Oh, well, I think this is... Yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see. Okay, Okay, cool. Um, sex oh, yeah. is not... An option for married people. Wow. What does that mean? Sex is not an option. Well, hopefully by now, as we've talked about the spiritual significance of sex and also mm-hmm. its effect on your soul, being mm-hmm. so, like we could talk about soul ties, but that will be a future podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to do that one. Yes. Um, it makes sense why sex is not an option for married couples. For you guys, the stability of your marriage and your connection, sex is vital. Now, it's not the mm-hmm. tool that we talked about before. It's not a tool to resolve marital conflicts, mm-hmm. but it's, 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 it is um, very vital in your union and in the strength of your union. Yeah, that because is true. Because it bonds, it binds, bonds, yeah, binds, it binds, binds, binds your souls together mm-hmm. and it connects you. You start to look like one another. Yeah, actually <laughs> you do. Your DNA is um, mingling, mingles when you have sex. <laughs> that, that's why many old couples start to look similar yeah that's so funny man um but it it, it is it is spiritual and soulful not just mm-hmm. physical and it's it's um that's why we say it's not an option yeah it is not an option also because god has ordained it and god has god made it mm-hmm. uh, for the marriage yeah um and there is like a there's a deep deep prophetic significance mm. to sex mm-hmm and um, like a, a powerful, positive spiritual significance, yeah. um, which um, goes very deep. Mm. And uh, we might talk about that in, in just a moment when we talk about what sex is. Yeah. Um, but when we say it is not an option, what we're not saying is you should force one another and manipulate no, one another yeah. into having sex, you know, because it is not an option. You know, you don't get a say. That's not the it's nature not, of love. Yeah, yeah, it's not obviously not the nature of love. But what, we, what we're what we trying to address here is um, we believe that you um, forfeit the fullness of your marriage if you stop having sex. Mm. This is just basically what we're saying. Yeah. Um, there is a, a beauty and a fullness and a treasure in sexuality, mm-hmm. um, it, like just when it comes, for example, to trust, mm. trusting one another, you know, yeah. uh, there is such a there is there is an amount of trust required uh, when you have vulnerable, honest sex. Mm. You know, when you fully show up yeah. the way you are, yeah. you know, not just physically, but when you just fully give yeah. yourself, there is there is a depth of trust that can be built. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of couples, they kind of just, they just drive apart. Mm. They slowly drift apart Mm. over the course of their life, Mm. especially like typically, commonly, uh, uh, married couples that have kids. Mm. And then during the kid's life, during like the raising the children, Mm. being really busy with family and stuff like that, that is like a time when the, if, if that time is not like harnessed, and proactively being planned mm. and we just might say at the, to the side here that we don't have kids yet and we mm. don't know how that will be mm. but we are aware that if we don't plan time for just ourselves yeah. and quote unquote forget about the kids yeah. you know then we're gonna uh, in 20 years wake up with a stranger in the bed yeah you know and true. we kind of just drift apart yeah and so sex is not an option because uh, it's like, it's your thing. That's yeah. what you said, Maria. It's our thing. Sex is our thing. This yeah. is just what you and I it's are our doing. baby. We have to feed it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It deserves attention. It deserves, it deserves attention. It deserves yeah. cultivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. All right, cool. What now, let us, is? let us move on to the second part of the podcast. What is 
Sex. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just go on. Yeah, let's just go on. <laughs> Carry on. Sex is an indicator of your marriage and connection. Mm, that is good. What do you mean by that? So what I mean is sex is not the tool to resolve conflicts and tensions, but it does rev- it does reveal the reality of your connection in the moment. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you if you suddenly realize, gosh, we haven't had sex in a month, you know, for example, that yeah. might be pointing to your connection. It, maybe there's something, <laughs> yeah. and maybe yeah. you're just busy, but then that also, like your busyness will also affect your connection, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your, the, um, the, can I say the amount of sex you're having? Maybe not necessarily. Maybe not that because we yeah. have different. We yeah, have, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not about the amount. It's about the quality say, than the quantity. Yeah. Uh, yes. And or not. Yeah. No. Well, it's still like if we didn't have sex for a month, then we'd be like, wait, what's yeah, going of on? Of course, of course, that would be. When that was would be, the last time we had sex? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, why? What? And then we would pause and we would say, mm-hmm. Why haven't we had sex for a month? What has been happening? Is it just that we're busy? Mm-hmm. Do you have something in your heart? Mm-hmm. Do you feel this? Do you feel that? Yeah. So sex for us, for everyone, is a great, it's a, like a um, magnifying glass on your marriage. It's like an indicator. It's a great indicator to show where you're at in your marriage. Yeah. yeah. What I would also say to that is um, like your, your sexuality or your sex life within marriage mm. is only as healthy as your marriage in itself. Yeah. Like I, I think... Um, uh, like sometimes when we have tension amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. I'm just sharing now from Maria in my life. Mm-hmm. Like when we have tension, um, then I sometimes just like ima- like not imagine to have sex with you, but like imagine the thought. <laughs> could of I like, have sex with? Yeah, her could I have moment. sex with Maria yeah. right now? And like, yeah, that's a no, great. No, I actually, I actually really could not have sex right now with Maria. Yeah, and that is for me like a red flag in my heart of like, okay, we need to communicate about something. Yeah. That's actually really and, good, yeah. And like, and this is obviously there are many more indicators. You know, mm. often we like mostly. Usually, you pick up something before you yeah, get to that just, stage. Yeah, we just we just feel about it. You yeah, know, we just feel that mm. something is off. We need yeah. to talk. You know, yeah. we you just feel it. But uh, but then at the same time, sometimes things are subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you feel like oh yeah, everything is fine. You know. Yeah, and but then, then a when few I, weeks when later, I, when I imagine like uh, not even a few weeks later, just <laughs> it's just some subtle. You know, yeah. and then I imagine. Like okay, can I have sex with Maria right now? No, I really couldn't. It 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 would no. It would it's, feel like violating like, your heart or something. Well, not violating or, my heart, but it's like broken, broken, broken trust, trust maybe yeah. broken trust or like, it it wouldn't feel like healthy. Yeah. You know. That's good. It would. I, I would have to like kind of force myself. Mm. You know. Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't. I don't feel like in a place. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Like that. That's a good way to put it. So your sex life is is only as good or as healthy yeah. as uh, as your connection is and in if, your marriage. And if you want more on that, guys, we did a podcast, oh, I think maybe two years ago called How How Do You Keep the Spark? Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. And we and I would recommend you listening to that one because we kind of broke down what is the spark. Uh, and a lot of people think the spark is just like your sexual um, chemistry, but we go a little deeper and I think that one has some great keys for anyone who would like to go a bit deeper in that topic. Yeah. So it's called How to Keep the Spark. Great. Great, cool. great, great. What else is sex, my dear? Well, next on the list, um, our thing. Our thing. Our thing. Yeah. Did we just talk about that before? We kind of touched on it already. Maybe a little but bit. But maybe it's just good to reiterate. To just explain what we mean. Sex is our thing. Sex isn't a man's thing. Sex isn't a woman's thing. Sex is our thing. Yeah, and sex is not just like Maria's and my sex is not anyone else's thing. Mm. It's just our thing. Yeah, it's not even my sex drive, his sex drive. It's our thing. Yeah, it's something that only, only it's so exclusive that it excludes everybody except except us. Yeah. And um, and so. Yes. Yeah. It's our thing. It's our thing. <laughs> We maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, that's, that's great. That maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Simple. That's great. That's great. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, sex is the deepest, mm. probably the deepest uh, place of intimacy and 
uh, and vulnerability mm. possible within marriage. Yeah. Um, we obviously know that uh, that uh, sex is very vulnerable. Yeah. Because you make yourself vulnerable. Because and to enjoy it, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah, and you you would kind of you kind of open yourself you open yourself to the possibility of being hurt and being used mm. because you give yourself um, and therefore your vulnerability needs to be matched with trust yeah. um, to be safe, for you to feel safe, um, which is also actually a good, a good um, sex journey key. Yeah. Like if you just, if you just got married and then I would say you guys, you guys are still probably in the trust building phase of things Mm. And uh, and you don't need to overstretch your vulnerability mm. because yeah. if your vulnerability um, is overstretched over your trust level, yeah, um, then you probably feel like a vulnerability hangover. We call yeah. it <laughs> like you feel like unsafe. Maybe yeah. I would um, say the quality of your sex, your sexual experience together as a couple, is is dependent on your trust level. Yeah. The exactly. quality. So, if, especially if you're a newlywed or about to get married and you're excited for honeymoon, I just like the goal in in you guys coming together in sex should be your trust, like building trust together, mm-hmm. not necessarily trying to look like the movies or something like that. Um, Who wants that? <laughs> no one should <laughs> want that. But people yeah. do. You know, people think, oh, that's what sex is because that's all they see. Mm-hmm. Um, but sex is so much more raw than than what you've what is projected on on media. Sex is very, uh, un maybe could you say unglamorous, especially the first. I don't know if that's yeah. The like best if way. you if you're building trust, like the we mean like the foundational trust, mm. and obviously sex is a great is the great place to build trust. You yeah. know, to make yourself vulnerable and and uh, build trust. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I wanted to say. I totally lost my point. Huh. I can't remember what you're saying. <laughs> cool. But basically we're talking here about the sex is... Now I've forgotten what the I was saying. Of, the deepest place. The deepest place, yeah. Of, vulner- of vulnerability, vulnerability intimacy and connection. And that should be the goal. That should be the heart. The mm-hmm. the goal and the heart. The, the goal shouldn't even be the orgasm or how like the the different ways that you, you guys discover how sex can be for you. But mm-hmm. the goal is simply building trust. And trust mm-hmm. trust is like eternally built, you know. Your level of trust today can go even deeper tomorrow. You might be mm-hmm. thinking, wow, I fully, we fully trust each other already. There's nothing between us. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's nothing between you, but your trust can go deeper still. Mm-hmm. So you get to use sex as a time of actually going deeper into each other and discovering deeper levels of trust, you know, and that will actually bless your the the pleasure of sex because you trust each other, you're relaxed and uh, you're mm-hmm. you're fully yourself and you're fully connected. And that's what that's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the goal is intimacy and uh, and an exchange of love, like it's an exchange of gifts. Mm-hmm. You kind of you give yourself to one another. It's not a time for taking yeah. It's not a time for like, oh yeah, we just. It's not a practical, mechanical thing, mm. but it, it is. It is a. It is a time for mutual giving and receiving. Yeah. Like I give myself to you, you give yourself to me. Yeah. And uh, we receive one another, another, yeah. and from one another. Yeah, and that was yeah. this point here. Anyway, you just said it. L- l- uh, sex is a place of love and giving. Yeah, that's right. So it's a place of right. giving your heart, giving yourself, yeah. being s- selfless mm-hmm. to one another. Yeah, yeah. as su- as opposed to uh, a place of taking, or as opposed to like, sex is a man's thing or a yeah. duty. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a duty. It's not a chore. Yeah, it is a time where we both, by our free will, come together, and give. And each receive. Other, give and receive each other mm. to each other and from each other. Yeah. Um, and everything, everything that is not motivated by that, mm. by that love, is um, is you're selling it short. Yeah. You're selling it short, or you you're selling you're, you're selling, selling it cheap. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're missing out on what what could be. Yeah. Exactly. Because. Sexuality is like the opposite of love is obviously 
uh, a selfish thing, mm. like a selfish yeah. motivation. And this is like for, for you married people, um, this would be an interesting thing for you to look at in your own heart and life. Mm. Like what is your motivation when you have sex? Mm. Is it actually purely to just really, I give myself to you, my spouse, yeah. for you to have the greatest pleasure possible? Or is there is there uh, actually a motivation of, I actually just, I, I would like to have just sex with you to be satisfied or something mm. like that, you know? Yeah. Is it, are you selling actually cheap, you know? Mm. And a, a good indication question is, um, if you, if you, if you like, want to have sex with your wife or mm. with your husband uh, and then and then you would imagine that your spouse would say no mm. how would you feel mm. you know yeah and if they if you feel like uh, disappointed ripped off and all of that then you probably weren't fully operating out of love because love just gives love mm. is a one-way street it gives and it requires nothing back yeah so if you want to have sex to get something mm. then you're in the wrong place brother <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the wrong then then you're not then there is more for you to step into yeah. there's more for us to grow into yeah yeah that's beautiful that's good that's great great um okay so i would say um, yeah, here, sex is a reminder of the covenant that you've made before God. That is so good. And, you know, it's it's a reminder of also covenant with God. Mm -hmm. We talked about this. Um, yeah. I, was, I learned this from an amazing teacher, um, basically saying that the woman's body is like the temple yeah. and the man is like the priest. Yeah. And there is, you know, the hymen serves as a type of veil. Mm -hmm. And it's he and the man enters by the blood, like he, mm -hmm. he, when he comes through the veil, the veil is torn, and he goes into the holy of holies. Yeah. And um, this is actually, and this this teacher was also saying like the, the way the what do you call them? The ovaries are almost like the cherubim yeah. on either side of the altar. Yeah, that's really right. cool. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. that the the word testicle comes from the word testify. Yeah. So the there's the 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 witness, the two... The testimony. The, the two... Te yeah, yeah. Yeah. The test, the, the witnesses or the testimony... The, oh, my gosh. Testimony? Testimony of the union coming yeah. together. Yeah. And I I love that picture so much yeah, because really that's beautiful. that's what God actually has has hidden in, in married sex is that one man, the priest, enters one woman, the temple, and, mm. and is a reminder of covenant with God as well. And mm. um, also with each other, of course, because we made a covenant before God the day we get we got married. Mm -hmm. So when we have sex, we can remember that. Mm -hmm. And there, I really believe there's spiritual mm. power and significance yeah. in every moment that a man and woman come together. Exactly. It is also um, it is also a picture of communion. It's a picture of mm. um, of the union between. Uh, or, or, or like the same way communion mm. is a reminder of the body and the uh, blood of Jesus and what Jesus has done. Sex is also like a reminder because Jesus, this is in Hebrews, you know, Jesus has become our high priest mm. entering by his own blood, you know, mm -hmm. um, into the holy place, not made by hands. And so we kind of, uh, every, every time we, we take communion, we proclaim and declare what mm. Jesus has done. We remember what Jesus has done. Yeah. You know, he has given his body. He has given his blood. Right. You know? and every time we have sex, we remember and we kind of reenact, mm. you know, and we, we uh, rehearse what Jesus has done. He has entered into the holy place mm. to make a covenant between uh, between himself and God, yeah. and we are in Christ in that covenant. Yeah. So w every time a husband and a wife have sex, this is so powerful. Mm. We declare the new covenant yeah. between God and Jesus and the church in Jesus, mm. the church being Jesus' body. So, and, and that, that there mm. might be probably the depth of the power of it. Mm. Like we proclaim it, we declare it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering what's happening in the spiritual realm, yeah. you know, when uh, when a husband and a wife wow. 
born again husband and wife yeah. have sex mm -hmm. and kind of proclaim the power of it you know yeah and uh, probably I'm, i'm just like if if during communion in communion you remember that um Uh, this is this is I feel the Lord on this. Mm. It, during communion, you remember, okay, Jesus broke his body mm. so that I can have healing in my yeah. body. You mm -hmm. know, he is he brought healing to me. He by his stripes we are healed, is what the Bible says. You know, uh, through the blood that was poured out, atonement was made. You mm. know, the life is in the blood. Blood has to be shed for atonement to happen. Yeah, and my sins were taken away by his blood, and I remember that. You know, mm. and therefore the power of sin is broken. Like if I have, for example, habitual sin in my life, it, or I feel I'm under the power of sin. I think communion is actually a key for getting free, for freedom, mm. because you remember what Jesus has actually you done. Focus you focus know? on him. Yes, you Not focus on him. Exactly. And then the same, though, uh, is true with sex. Mm. And I think in the same mm. way that communion is a place where healing can happen, you know, uh, where we just come into alignment with, with what God has done, sex I believe has the potential as well, you know, to be a place of alignment and realignment with what with, God has done. Yeah, like, and also with each other. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and uh, like like sex is probably a great place for healing to happen. You know, mm. sex is a great place for. Uh, <laughs> this sounds maybe a little bit unromantic, but like for provision to be released mm. because the new covenant is made. You know. God, God has grafted us in, you know, we are, we are God's family, you mm. know, there's, there's everything that Jesus has deposited on our account, we can cash it out now, you know, mm. like everything that Jesus owns is ours, we can have it, but there is a diff there might be a difference um, to what is on your account and what is in your wallet, right. and I believe that we just get to cash out, um, on what like we can go to a spiritual ATM and and just <laughs> and, and just withdraw the money that is on the account and i i believe uh, that sex is also a place where we can re remember and reproclaim uh and partner and come into alignment with the reality of the new covenant hmm. it's not just yeah. a, it's not just a physical act mm. but there's like a spiritual release yeah like What if what if the next time you pray for something, hmm. you have sex about it? That would be interesting. You know, not as like a not not as like a, a substitute for prayer, hmm. and not as using sex as a tool hmm. to get something or or whatever, but just as a realignment. Like you realign yourself to what is actually uh, purchased for you, hmm. what Jesus has actually done for you in the new covenant, because. We proclaim the priest, Jesus, mm. entering into the Holy of Holies, being in the presence of God on our behalf. Yeah. So sex mm. is supposed to be a place where the presence of God is being released. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like you could go deeper with, like, that's a new... It's very, it's very deep. Yeah, and maybe needs more expl explaining, maybe. Yeah. But I think for what you've said is is very interesting. Yeah. It's something to think about. New yeah, wrinkles, right. new right. wrinkles in all of our brains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, Felix. I'm just I'm just saying all of these things because I feel like I personally I I I do not uh, claim <laughs> that I have the full understanding of sex yeah. as I said in the beginning, mm. but I just this is just. Uh, what I'm thinking is out there, you know, mm. there must be something more. Yeah. There must be something, there must be there is. something to discover in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think if we could just be willing to let go of the mindsets we picked up from the world, we could actually start to see what God has, yeah. you know, because mm -hmm. I think many of us still cling to like what we learned from the world. Mm -hmm. So we're like, come on. Like I'm imagining people listening and thinking like, that's just way too spiritual for sex. Come on, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what the reason that mindset would only, the only reason that mindset would be there is because that, that person has embraced perhaps a mindset or, or thought thinking pattern that came from the world in mm. another, you know, I'm just yeah. like, it takes humility to actually let go of what you know, what you've learned mm -hmm. and ask the Lord, Hey, 
am I missing it here? Is yeah. there more here? Yeah. 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 Who is, if you think about it, who is the originator of sex, you know, yeah. who has invented sex? Yeah. So you have to go to the inventor to in understand the invention. Yeah. You can't like make up your own interpretation of the invention, yeah. you know? Yeah. Otherwise you are, uh, I don't know. I, I can't, yeah. I can't come up with a great picture right now. <laughs> but I get what you're trying to yeah. say. Yeah. And I think maybe coming from that point, we could come to this here, this last thing that Felix and I were saying, mm -hmm. like sex belongs to God, not Eros, the, mm -hmm. the God of uh, sex in Greek mythology. I was, we were talking about this before we had a chat about like yeah. the Greeks had different words for love and erotic love or sexual love came from the name Eros, who was a god that they worshipped, a pagan god, mm -hmm. a pagan god, <laughs> the devil's... The son, the, son, the son of, so Eros, he was the son of uh, Aphrodite, Aphrodite, who and... was the goddess of fertility, yeah. and uh, the, the war god. Yeah. What was uh, his name? Ar Arnis? Ar <laughs> Arnis. <laughs> Arnis. I can't remember now. That's a good name. The god of war and her. Apollo? I think, a, mm, no, no, I don't remember. Apollo. But I just, we were talking, Felix and I Aris, Aris. Aries. 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 Yeah. Aris. Aris. <laughs> That's your German coming yeah. through. Aris. Um, yeah, Aries. Exactly. Yeah. So Eros was their son. And he mm -hmm. was—he's the guy flying around with, uh, with like a bow and arrow, in Rome, shooting, yeah. shooting arrows into people so that they fall in love. Yeah, in cartoons at least he was, looks very cute and innocent. And in the Ro in the Roman pagan cult, it was Cupid was his name, and mm. in the Greek his name was Eros, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a worship—he was a, a demon that people worshipped. Yeah, he was a, he was a <laughs> Greek god that people a worshipped. A pagan yes. god. So. Uh, and, and I just, sorry, yeah. I'm, I think we need to realize this sometimes. Like every pagan cult have the same characters. They just have different mm. names. Yeah. Coming like from all the way back in ancient Egypt. Um, these, the pagan cults are essentially satanic cults mm -hmm. with all these different demons or principalities being worshipped. Or gods, deities. Gods, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But they have all, there are lots of parallels. And Felix and I were discussing, like, why do we embrace, like, this teaching even in Christianity when all these different t names of love came from pagan gods to begin with? And the word eros is actually not even mentioned in the Bible. No. And obviously, like, so one thing that I have read when I did some research on this, mm. uh, I read from Christian people who are saying, like, yeah, eros is not in the Bible, but... <laughs> it's clearly displayed in in Song of Solomon, for example. Right. Um, which is like a which Song of Solomon, obviously, if if you haven't read it yet, uh, it's like a depiction of a lover and and the and, beloved and the beloved, mm -hmm. and um, it's like a quite explicit. And uh, <clears throat> there's a difference, though, I believe, um, when it comes to biblical sexuality. Mm. Um, which is, or, or God's, God's kind of sex yeah. um, and the world's kind of sex. You know what I think the main difference is? What is it? Intimacy. God's sex is mm. intimacy. The world's sex is lust. There's no intimacy in lust. Mm. And like, yeah. I'm sure you were just about to say, like in the Bible, every any time people have sex, it says that they knew one another. Or the Hebrew word is yada. Mm. And that's also a word for uh, us and the Lord knowing each other. Yeah. But every time someone, like when Adam knew Eve, that she, bore she bore a child. So the focus in biblical sex is the intimacy of knowing one another. Yeah, you know one another so deeply that a child yeah. is born. Whereas <laughs> Eros, I was doing a little research as mm -hmm. well. And he was in, no, in the in the Greek cult. He would like shoot arrows to make men weak willed and mm -hmm. make their minds like loose, weak. loosen their yeah. minds and make them weak willed and yeah. driven by passion. Yeah, which again is the sensual living, which is a step below s sensitive living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Sensitive to the spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's totally true. Uh, 
and obviously this is like we are also just poking and touching something here mm. uh, that maybe a lot of you would maybe even disagree with. I don't know. Um, but the thing is, uh, eros or this erotic kind of love is actually not biblical. Mm. And um, we believe just just not uh, not at the level of love yeah. because it is sensual. Uh, it is just driven by a need or by a maybe by we just need to lack. clarify this one though quickly. Yeah, because it's a it's a word that already has an has a definition to it, and we're using it with a different definition. So mm, yeah. when you say that like, it er, sex is not erotic, you said something like that. Um, we have to just we're taking like what do you mean? Because people are gonna people hear the word erotic and think sexual things. You know, mm. which, like, maybe you need to either clarify that or just... Yeah, it's just perverted. Perverted. Okay, there we go. So when yeah. we say erotic or eros, we're talking about perversion. Yeah, a lower version of a sex. A lower version of sex. Yeah, a lower version yeah, of, that's good. of God's kind of that's sex. That's good. Because some people yeah. don't have that definition. Yeah, that's right. But this is what he's def our definition is and what we mean when we're mm -hmm. talking about this. Just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's great. That is mm. good. That is good. Yeah, so... Um, and what we are poking here is, uh, it seems like the church uh, has wi widely accepted mm. uh, and incorporated eros. Mm. <laughs> you know, when they talk about love, there's this love, there's that love, there's that love. Yeah, like why know? is agape and eros not together? Yeah. For example. It's like, is sex not supposed to be agape? Yeah. That's a good question. Of course, it is supposed to be agape. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's supposed to be the place where agape is shown. Yeah. You know, so so eros apart from agape is not agape. So mm. that doesn't mean in agape. By the way, if you don't know it, it means like the selfless kind of it's unconditional, unconditional, love. selfless, giving love, the God kind of love. And that should definitely be the heart and center of sexual love. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then from that place of safety mm. like because what that love does what that agape love does it's it creates walls of safety and trust mm. and you will not be abused and misused and taken from yeah. here in this place yeah because this is an agape place yeah and in that place is found uh joy and mm. excitement and yeah. fun and, and sex childlikeness childlike yeah. joy not childish but childlike wonder yeah. and fun and free spiritedness yeah, and exactly. delight, exactly. Yeah. rest. And that is not found when you are suspicious of your spouse being selfish. Yeah, exactly. Your connection is your connection can only go to a certain level when one of you is selfish. Yeah. But when both of you are selfless, there's no limitation to your connection, actually. Yeah. There's no limitation. Yeah. It's cool. Good. Wow. This, we covered a lot. Yeah, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. And we talked about a lot of things. No. What, an hour long? Oh, yeah. Guys, if you, if you stuck on the whole time, congratulations, you've made it to the end. Yes. I think it's pretty easy to stick along to a sex talk, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's an it's an interesting topic for sure. Yeah. And everybody can learn something. Absolutely. Okay, girls. Great. And guys, if you're in, um, thanks for listening and let me know. Let me know what you think. Um, we've covered so much ground. So mm -hmm. um, take some time to just let it settle in your heart. And yeah, if you have questions, absolutely feel free to reach out. Totally, totally. Mm. And uh, also... I feel like we just opened a lot of cans a little bit. Yep, that's, that was kind of the point. <laughs> we definitely opened a lot of cans. And so uh, if you feel a stirring, feel free to uh, look into what that kind of stirring is. Yeah. And reach out to Maria and me. Reach out to Maria. Yeah. If and, you're a girl, uh, reach out to me. If you're a boy, reach out to Felix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Guys, have a beautiful day. Have a great week. We love you girls. We and do. we will, yeah, we, we actually love you guys. We do. That's why we do this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We believe, last thing I want to say. Okay. Yeah. We believe this is actually a crucial time mm -hmm. for the purity. What we basically talked about here is purity. We talked about uh, 
like what is the pure form of sex mm. and sexuality and uh, this is like a crucial time for sex to return to its original intent yeah and for it to be talked about the way it's uh, meant to be mm. a thing based on selfless unconditional love yeah and not a duty not a mechanical thing mm. and that message is absolutely radical in today's society yeah that's true just what we think is absolutely normal is totally radical uh, but it is liberating and life-giving and mm. safe yeah and that is something that the world needs yeah the world it's needs true. safe sex whoa I, yeah the world needs safe sex that's good you know the kingdom safe sex yeah exactly and you know the world says that marriage in uh, sex in marriage must be boring but i tell you the statistics show that married people have a better time in sex than single people. people yeah wow um statistics yeah people who are married have much more fulfilling meaningful sex wow. and also sex gets better the longer you are married Wow. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Wow, what a good point to end on. What a great on. place to end on. And now Felix and I will be disappearing off to the bedroom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, All yeah. Right. Anyway, that's for you to wonder about. Okay, good night. Bye, guys. Bye.